0: Good morning. My name is Amy. I'm leading Go House Church with Chris. Um, Let me open up in prayer. Uh, Father God, thank you so much for this morning. Thank you for giving us a new day and your mercies are new every morning. Please open our hearts and minds to understand your word and anything that's not aligned with your will. Let it fall to the ground. Holy Spirit, walk with us and um, help us uh, when we make small and big decisions. Help us. I pray for supernatural healing over all our brothers and sisters in our community, Lord. I thank you for all that you've done for us, and I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, today I will read Matthew 10, chapter 10, verse 1 to 23. The disciples of Jesus, I will read the NIV version. Jesus called his 12 disciples to drive out impure spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. These are the names of the twelve apostles, first Simon, who is called Peter, and his brother Andrew, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector, James, son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus, Simon, the zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Do not go among the Gentiles or enter any town of the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. As you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Do not get any gold or silver or copper to take with you in your belts. No bag for the journey or extra shirt or sandals or a staff. For the worker is worth his keep. Whatever town and village you enter, search there for some worthy person and stay at the house until you leave. As you enter the home, give it your greeting. If the home is deserving, let your peace rest in it. If it is not, let your peace return to you. If anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words, leave that home or town and shake the dust off your feet. Truly, I tell you, it will be more bearable for Sodom and Gomorrah on the Day of Judgment than for that town. I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore, be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. Be on your guard, you will be handed over to the local councils and be flogged in the synagogues. On my account, you will be brought before governors and kings and witnesses to them and to the Gentiles. But when they arrest you, do not worry about what to say or how to say it. At that time, you will be given what to say, for it will not be you speaking, but the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. Brother will betray brother to death, and a father his child. Children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. You will be hated by everyone because of me, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. When you are persecuted in one place, flee to another. Truly, I tell you, you will not finish going through the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. Um, So today's verse is mainly about Jesus sending the disciples to mission trips and giving them guidance. So from verse 5 to 15, Jesus gives specific instructions. First, he tells them who they should deliver the message to. In verses 5 and 6, Jesus says, Do not go among the Gentiles or enter any town of the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. So basically, go preach the message to the Jews. Second, he tells them what to do on this trip. In verses 7 to 8, he says, Proclaim the kingdom of heaven has come near and go heal the sick, raise the dead, heal leprosy, and drive out demons. This is why Jesus has been telling the people and the miracles that he performed. So he wanted the disciples to do the same. Third, he tells them how they should respond to the people receiving them. In verse 14, he says, If anyone will not welcome the disciples, leave the town and shake the dust off their feet. While I was reading this instruction, I was a bit confused because why only to the Jews and not to the Gentiles or the Samaritans? I thought we were supposed to go and make disciples of all nations, which is the Great Commission in Matthew twenty-eight nineteen. So I looked up some commentaries and learned that this part of instruction for the disciple was a short-term mission for them at that time, until Jesus said the commission was to the Jews only, who were the lost sheep without faithful shepherds. And we can see in uh, Mark six twelve to thirteen that the disciples did what Jesus told them to do. They went out, preached the people, should repent, and they threw out many demons, and they healed the sick. Uh, But we can see that Jesus' instruction changes in Acts 1, verse 8, where he says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes in you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So after the Pentecost and receiving the Holy Spirit, the disciples have been given the mission to go to all the nations. So the first part of instruction in Matthew was to the disciples in the past. From verse 16 to 23, Jesus gives warnings and instructions to prepare the disciples for the future. This is for long-term missions that are to happen after Jesus' death and resurrection. In verse 16, Jesus says, I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore, be shrewd as snakes and as innocent as dogs. The disciples will suffer persecution as followers of Christ, and so need to be alert, be strategic, but also keep the pure mind. And today's verse finishes with this powerful word. You will be hated by everyone because of me, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. This is a powerful word of encouragement. We actually discussed something similar last Friday at our house church um, when we were discussing Pastor Eric's sermon. We talked about how we want to be liked and loved by everyone. And most of us want to be accepted and liked by people rather than by being hated or get rejected. Pastor Eric referred to John fifteen eighteen, where Jesus said, If the world hates you, keep in mind that you hated me first. I struggle with this too, and I do a constant battle inside of me every day, whether to stand firm and speak the truth or just keep quiet so that people continue to like me. I don't think I'm being hated for being a Christian, but there have been times when I can feel some tension among friends, like when I share my view on things that are not clearly biblical, or even when I pull my kids out of school on Halloween Day I could feel some of the moms were a little bit tense about that. Um, Six years ago, I became friends with my daughter's classmate's mom. And she has been on my heart for a while. I wanted to share the gospel with her, and we had multiple meals together, we had many coffees together, but I just let the opportunities pass. I just couldn't say it. Um, And in Korea... People usually say we don't talk about religions or politics because it would bring arguments. So these are the things that we normally avoid. But before the second semester started, I really felt I should ask her if she wanted to do a Bible study with me. I wrote her a message, and I erased it. I wrote again, erased it. I did that a couple times. And I finally prayed, and I felt like the worst thing that could happen was her to say no so I sent a message and I remember I was quite nervous about it um, I wondered um, maybe she thought we became good friends because I had motives or that our, what if our relationship becomes awkward and she dislikes me now um, but after I sent the message sometime later she replied back to me and praise God she was actually glad I asked her and we decided to do a Bible study. Um, after she said yes, I think I got quite encouraged, so I asked other moms in the class as well. And surprisingly, they all said yes as well. So that's how we formed a Bible study group. And about a year later, the first mom that I asked, she uh, accepted Christ. And um, one of the other moms that I also asked, she was distant from God for a while, but she uh, went back to church. Um, over the past six years, I've asked many moms whether they would like to join my Bible study, and some said yes, some said no. Um, some did join, but decided it was not for them, and they, uh, they stopped coming as well. My kids' school is very small, so everyone knows everyone. And even some of the teachers know that I lead this Bible study group. I can feel some moms politely keep their distance from me because I keep asking them to join my Bible study Apparently, one of the husbands thought I was exercising some cult <laughs> because I keep bringing people to my, my home. Even, um, but even though I have asked many times, I still get nervous when I ask. And I still get self-conscious wondering what people would think of me. That's why this verse is so powerful and it helps us keep going. He knows that we can get rejected, but we stand firm until the end and just try to do what we need to do. I asked, um, a mom who was not a believer a few times to come out to my Bible study. She never came and it was time for her to leave Hong Kong. When I met her for the last time to say goodbye, I felt I should pray for her and asked her and she said, okay. As we were praying, she was crying. Later, before she left, she sent me a message thanking me for the prayer and said it was the first time ever she received a prayer from anyone. And another time, I happened to sit next to one mom who was also not a believer. We started to chat, and she told me she has been battling some illness, and recently she started to show some symptoms again, which was not a good sign. Although we weren't so close and we were sitting in a public place, I felt the Holy Spirit speaking to me to pray for her. Because we were not um, so close, I felt awkward asking her. At first, I tried to ignore this thought, but... I felt if I lost this chance, I would regret it later. After a bit of inner struggle, I asked her if I could pray for her, and she said yes. So I prayed for her disease. A few weeks later, she told me her symptoms had disappeared and thanked me for the prayer. So some of these moms refuse to join the Bible study or they don't even want to talk about faith or have very different views of the world from me. But over the years, I realized everyone is broken and in need of prayers. So I just want to encourage brothers and sisters to offer prayers to those God have put in your hearts today. People may dislike us or laugh at us for our faith, but we have hope in Jesus and can share that love to them. And now I'd like to invite Sybil to come up for the worship. I be hated by everyone because of me but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved let this truth be engraved in our hearts and teach our children as well i'm concerned about the youth our next generation the world is changing so fast and what seemed nonsense before is becoming normal now and the next generation will constantly face persecutions let's pray that our youth will not lose faith and stand firm to the end Now I read the intercessory prayer from the One App. Dear Heavenly Father, your name is Holy. We stand before your presence knowing that you are our provider. We pray for those who are struggling financially that you will provide for them. May they have the sustenance that they need for their daily lives and that they will see your abundance in grace and mercy. Prosper the works of their hands and may your favor surround them as a sun and a shield. We pray that you will comfort them, provide for them, protect them, and be gracious to them. All glory, honor, and thanksgiving belong to you. May your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. Thanks for sharing, Amy. Um, we're going to move into a time of community prayer. If we just want to invite everyone to the front as we gather in a circle <clears throat> maybe uh, we'll do things that we'll just stand up and gather in a circle just so we just avoid moving chairs I think it's just easier that way let's gather in a circle and pray Good morning. maybe as a way of responding uh today's message to today's message um that amy shared in terms of the fear of rejection um when we share our faith um See, uh, yeah. Why don't we pray to the, per- um, or maybe you just—is there anyone here that maybe they feel like, oh, that's me for sure. I definitely struggle with. Um, I'll I'll, I'll be the first one in. That definitely is like, oh, what's my friend gonna think if I share my my faith with him? There's, it's like I built this relationship and is introducing Jesus into our relationship going to change our friendship um and so if that's you if you struggle with that and you're just wanting to take that step and say God help me to deal with that rejection in my life that I may have the boldness to share my faith with either it be family or whether it be friends um yeah just want to invite you to take if that's you just take one step and then um all right. we'll pray Father we just offer ourselves as living sacrifices as an act of worship saying that first we confess that, that we've had that fear of rejection and for too long in our lives we've, we've allowed that fear of rejection to, to lead us to take direction in our lives rather than being led by you and your Holy Spirit And so Father, this morning we just offer ourselves and we just pray that, that we would just have the security of knowing that we are loved and accepted by you. And so Father, I just pray for, for more boldness, for more strength in our lives, that we may have that boldness to share the gospel with those around us, with our families, with our friends, with our coworkers. And so, Holy Spirit, we just say, "Come, Holy Spirit, bring more freedom into our lives." In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen, amen. Why don't we move into praying for our community and uh, pray for house churches that are that are gathering this week? Um, is anyone's house church gathering today? No, no one from this group. All right. Awesome. You avoid being prayed for today. All right. Um, Why don't we just lift up all the house searches gathering today? Yes.
2: As yes, Father God, we lift up Lord God all the house churches that is this meeting tonight, O Lord God. And we agreed, O Lord God, and pray God for the prayer of uh, the prayer of Apostle Paul to the church of Colossians, God. We pray, Father God, that you may grant, Lord God, knowledge and wisdom to all of your believers, O God that they may continue to live a life fruitful, Lord God, that will bring glory unto you alone. And as they gather, God, I pray for your Holy Spirit to just came upon, Lord God, and bless each room and place they are gathering. May it be, God, it's like the time of acts, O oh Lord God, when the Holy Spirit comes bringing gifts, O oh Lord God, unto the believers. And I pray, Father God, for the joy, peace. I pray, Father God, for the love to grow one another. I pray, Father God, for prayer to grow for one another, Lord God. And I pray, God, for genuine, Lord God, agape love flows each one of them, God. That they may, Lord God, others will see that they love one another. And they will see, Lord God, that indeed they are your disciples. Bless you and we thank you, Father God, for your mighty works in every house, churches in SP. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.